0: Good morning. <laughs> I'll call this uh, Rishima Part 3. So two weeks ago I began explaining and reviewing the sugiya called Rishima. Actually, uh, one second, last, sorry, Part 2, Rishima Part 2. Let's not jump ahead of ourselves. So, last week I began explaining and reviewing cities. And of course, it originates in Kabbalah. So, just briefly summing up what I, what uh, we discussed last week, and then continue to the next step. And that is, as the word implies, Ashima means impression, something that remains, you know, impression. Uh, what were the other words I use? Residue. Another word, Rishimu, is a... Uh, what was the other word I used? I forgot already. print. Imprint. And just the Bikitsar, the importance of it is, goes always back to the central theme of Achdus Hashem, that as much as possible, the Eibishter wants us to be miyachet. It's a mitzvah sessor that actually. It's one of the mitzvahs, like you see in Dechamers, there's mitzvah of hamona and there's a mitzvah of Yachid So as much as possible, humanly possible, with our comprehension and with our emotions, to be able to experience a unity of God, which also means a unity with us. So essentially, the whole say is Ishtal and beginning even lifting that symptom. And every level is not there for the Ebishter. He doesn't need any of this and create it all. Call Yachl any way he wishes without any steps altogether. But for us, according to the Seichel, that Al Alter Rebbe says in a certain Maimed, that the way the Seichel, the created us, that, which tells us that's the way he wanted the Seichel to be, that too could have been different. Two plus two could have been five. And the uh, day could have been night, or there could have been concepts we not, can't even imagine right now. There could have been 25 dimensions. Not just three or four. But the way he created it, which again, with that we don't know why, because there is no why. It's above Seichel. But once Deibrishtha created such a world with such Seichel, so that everywhere possible, we try to understand how Deibrishtha did it and how we can connect with it. So in other words, Deibrishtha does not mean removed from us, which is simple Aveda means Hashem Nitzavah love 24 7, that Deibrishtha is with you. In every detail of your life. In simple AC, as we spoke a few weeks ago about Simpsum and Simpsum Kapshute, not Kapshute. So the Shema goes into the same category. It's another level, a critical level, that helps us bridge our reality, which, as we know, the yesh, no one needs proof that you feel like a yesh and nifrid bifne every second of our lives. That's how we feel. And from time to time, we may have some hergish and lakus, how we can reconcile that and bridge that type of consciousness and reality with divine consciousness. So the Shimu deals with one critical aspect of this, just as every other part of Ishtar Shulis. And we'll go through as many levels as we can throughout this year. So the Shimu, as I explained, begins as a sugya in just a few words in haggah uh, in etz Chaim, quoted from the Al-Tadab, L'Kuta that when we say Chol it's not, it says these Loshim, Chol L'Av that's the language of the Haggah there, which is most likely written by the Tamid Rizal or Tamid Tamid so that there's a concept of Rishima. and this Rishima is developed more in the Kabbalah of Rabbi Israel Serug, namely in the Sefer Emek and some other places that I cited last week, I'm not going to go over it all. I just wanted to go through the ishtoshlos where we are right now in the concept. So what we know now is that this void that we talk about, this black hole called cholamokimponi is lavdafka, meaning completely empty. So besides the fact that the Timsum is not kipshute, leshitas chabad, which is the maskona, the psak that even the concealment, even the, the helem, even in other words, the fact there's no ayir doesn't mean literally, it means the helem is concealed. And Kemuvim, from the point of view, there's no helam altogether. But even from the point of view of ayir, it's only behelim, as we discussed at length. But there's something else, there's also shim. But it's still mysterious, what does it mean? Because if you say the word mishim means impression, what was the other word? I'm just looking, it's a good word. <laughs> can't come to me right now. I know I use three words. Impression, residue, and trace. Trace. That it's a trace of something. What is it a trace of? What is an impression of? When you say impression, for example, let's say, as I mentioned, you turn on the lights here. It's very bright. You close the lights. You know, your eyes still are used to sometimes, you know, you feel like, you could you sense that it was one's bright here. Or other examples. Like, you know, there's an example that al brings for the Rishima, actually. In Delech, which is a you write words on a page, then you erase it. So we know even when you erase it, there's a trace. Whether you can discern it or not, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. So what is it a trace of exactly? Now, Bapashtis is a trace of what happened before the simpson There's no other thing to trace at this point. But what does that mean? What was there, that's going to be traced, which I'm going to discuss today much more in detail. Because from the from the Kisarizal, meaning from the Etzaz Chaim and the different sources I gave him, Kamelach, Shever Yasef, and uh, Mayon uh, Chaim, uh, um, Chai, Chaim. There, it doesn't discuss this in detail, it just says that Kedusha Lehzazimim came up, and, it, and therefore there has to be something that remained after the symptom in this chol. Now everyone agrees it's not something that you can work with, that's why you need a kav. No one says that Hashimah replaces the kav. In other words, after the, this state of tsimtsu and rishimu comes a kav, which in the muscle is the teacher was silent, completely concealed the sechel, and then and we say a rishimu remains, which still needs to be explained. What is this rishimu? And then the teacher begins a stream of consciousness. He begins to teach alef, beis, gimel, tanya, pei, gimel, sof, pei, I mean, begins to teach. You need some gilui. Now, however, the gili, because it comes after the tzimtzum, so to speak, conceptually, it now is a gili that is lefi'erech Erach so to speak, because it's a kav kots of kav a which means it's thin and narrow. Like think of it like a laser beam. So it's not all over the area. Is not area stuff. A malakol and there's no room for anything else. There's befeish room, and the kav becomes the creative force. Think of it like uh, the uh utensil, his paintbrush, with which he's going to create, measure, and create all of existence. <laughs> so everyone agrees there's a kav, because that's befedish in kisradis Abuchal, that's not even a question. The question is, what is the reshima and its role in contrast to this kav? So because the m'kobolin that I mentioned, don't talk about it in detail, um, you see, Chsidus actually develops this idea. So where we're up to, I covered the etzim inya Rishimu, what it is that like he says in the Kutat in the that I quoted Masha Chaim that he brings from the Imakamelach, that it's Aesis. That's what it does say in the in the in the Kabbal, in Kabbalah, Aesis, which in language of Khsidis, as we'll discuss, is going to be called Shayda Shakelin. So now we have introduction of a thing called letters. Till now we only know, talked about Eir. When you look at Eitz Chaim, it says, mitzis. There's no mention of letters. There's no mention of anything except or. And then there's a Tzimtzum. So now, Rishimu introduces us to the concept of isis. Specifically, the isis of the Reish Lamed Aleph Sha'rim, which is not really the gate to go into right now. It's basically the Tzirufim of Aleph, Chaf, and Be'ez Chaf, and so on. So when you add it up, it adds up to B. Uh, 231 twi- times 2 is 462. When it breaks into 2, it's mm-hmm. Reish and Al Sham. The Al brings it in, in the Shaykh Adva And it breaks it down, But basically, it's the olive base in a certain structure. It's the Asif of the base Asif of Lasham Kedish, but in a structure of different Sirufim with which the Eish to create. So it's the Eish, Just suffice it to say it's Asif, which makes sense because how do you convey ayyah without Asif? Now again, the Ebruster doesn't need it, but we, but seichal, doesn't make sense. I can How could I convey my idea here if I wasn't using words and letters? You wouldn't hear anything I said. Whether it's asis ha'machshava, dibur or maisa, you need asis. But we need to understand what exactly these asis, where are they rooted before the tsumtsum, and what hap- What is the dershimah exactly, and then how? What happens post dershimah? So we have to understand all three stages. What was there before, so to speak? When I say before, I mean again conceptually that before is right now as well and what is it a shimu, and what happens afterwards but we know it's aces that we know so now to make more sense of what this is is and its role that it plays after we discussed yes okay fine that there's something that remains in other words zazim, it can't be that a lakus should be even completely concealed even if it's not kibshute there has to be something so therefore there's something but what that something is and what role it plays this I have not found it in Kabbalah. That, this is explained primarily in Chassidus Chabad. And the first place, uh, you know, all the Marami Khamish you probably have, I posted it. If you want to go, just uh, like last week. I'm just going to refer to certain Marami Khamish as I go here. Let me just open this document. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm now discussing the Teda, L'Hovah uh, Ninyam Ashukasar Ba'Eitz Chaim. It's in surface of, of the Chelek of Ayikra. After Bukhukesai, it's a, a very unique mimer, very Yusayzizdike mimer. It talks about Simsum and Rishimu. And the al Rebbe gives there two mushal. So one of the hallmarks of Chizidus Chabad, of the al Rebbe is examples. In Kabbalah, by the way, there are examples, but they're much less, and they're not always fully explained. So the al Rebbe gives a muscle for simsim, and then he gives a muscle for the Rishimu. What I'm going to try to cover today, based on time, is explain these Misholem, and then show how the Mitle Rebbe takes to the next level and says the Misholem are not completely uh, complete, and he gives new Misholem, he gives four other Misholem. So we're going to end up having probably six or seven Misholem under the Rishimu, just to show you how many different angles there are to it, because moving the Misholem are not amachlekes. it's just each one covering a different facet of a Ruchni Zedik so that shouldn't be a wonder. And uh, so let's start with Al Tareb, what he says. This is Mashakasa Mashakosabet Seschaim. I'll also try to cover what he says in Lukut Tete also in Bahar. We'll get to that shortly. Let's start with this. In Bahar, he also gives this mushal, Eshav Sesai Tishmeru, Al Tareb. So the mushle for tzimtzum, which is one pedic and then another pedic, the mushal for the Shimma, I'm just mentioning both because they come, they follow one another. The mushle for Tzimtsum that Al Tareb gives is someone's learning a masekhta. And is aware of it, is conscious, whatever msehta is. I think he may give an example there. You're learning a misahta, and you're you're completely aware of what you're learning. Then you move on to another misahta. So, what happened to your knowledge of this misahta? So al tareba says that is what happens with the Tsimtsum. It doesn't disappear, you still have the idea, but it's not in any conscious way. So, like he says, be Ibna di iskaba, when the time you're isik in it's is begoli. And When you're not busy with it, it recedes into the background. What we would call uh, the subconscious or the unconscious or uh, definitely not begali. So you may have a lot of, you may even know uh, for all I know. But right now, you're not thinking about it. So where is it? It's in your mind, but it's not Begoli. That's the example he gives. He elaborates more than I just said, but that's a futzimt. What about shimu? So in the next page he gives another example. He gives an example that you learn the Mesechta, but not you moved on to another Mesechta. You're now reviewing it with a Kitzur, a summary of what you learned. Not the full-length, in-depth study, but a summary. And I think he even brings the Piskidinim. You're bringing out the Halachas that came from the learning. In other words, you learn Mesechta, Shabbos. So Mesechta Shabbos has all kinds of Sharkavitari. But let's say you're summing up a Sugya, and now here are the halachas we take out from this sugya. What's a malacha, what's not a malacha, whatever it may be. So he says this kitser is a kitzur of the whole thing, but the whole thing is not there begali. And that's his example for a shim. Which is, uh, when you read it the first time, it's interesting, because that doesn't sound like a rishim. That sounds like pretty much a summary. That means that after the tzimtzum, the shim remained, that, that if you were there, Right after the symptom you'd see a kitzur of everything glifne'at symptom. It sounds like something that doesn't seem like the pshat in Yitzchayim. Yitzchayim, it says, there's, There needs to be a complete symptom And only after that is a kav. So what are we saying? That it's not a complete symptom there's a kitzur. That's what the Altar Rebbe says. So the Mitle Rebbe and the Shari Yechud, Perek Yud Beis and Yud Gimel, Discusses this and it's elaborated by the Rebbe Rashab in the Sukkot Maimorim of Eter and the Maimor Chisidim of Anshemay said and the following Maimor, Behem Ashmini where he elaborates on the Mitla Rebbe's Shari Yichud. And the, there the discussion is Kitser would imply some Gili. Rishimu, no one ever said it was a Gili, he just said there's something that remains. Like I said before, an echo, a uh, a trace. But it's not something like I mentioned that's muscle in Tzemaq Tzadik, you're erased. It's erased. Erased is not a kitzer. Now, they're not asking a question on the Altareb. They're just trying to understand what the Altareb's muscle is. So the maskana is, just briefly, you can look up at the Marim M'keimus, is that the Altareb is talking about one aspect of the Rishima? And the truth is the Rishima has other aspects which are far more concealed. Kitzer means, not that if you were there, let's say for argument's sake, the allowed you, it's not possible because that state, no, nothing can exist. But hypothetically, if you were able to take a uh, tour and you were right there post symptom, and here's that ashima, what would you see? You wouldn't see anything. Shima does not mean you see it. Hashimah just means there's something there. doesn't mean you see it. So the Altarab is saying that what's there is like a Kitsur. Not that it's like someone actually learning and saying, okay, I don't know the whole masachta, but at least I know the Halachas. No, that's just a muscle. The Moshe is, just as a, a Kitz or a Piske are compared to the Etzem Hasugia of the Gemara, so too the Rishim are compared to the Eden Soflif Niyat Simsu. So, if we think of it more like a relative relationship. In the uh, Kut Bahad, he uses another example, which I think is also in, in the Hovenin Yamashakoshevet Sishayim. I have to I recall that both, maybe in both places, but maybe not. He uses, for some reason, he uses the example of Bali Tastris that the Balit Tesvis, when they said something in Tesvis, they said it in words. So as much as they say, the words don't capture everything that they're thinking. So that's his example there, which is a similar example, but I'm just mentioning it for the record. So in other words, the eisias that remain, like when you look at it, so you can learn Tesvis, and you understand a little of the Kavanus are tesvis but not everything that's there. Now, why the Altareb uses Tesvis? I looked up, if anybody comments on that, why not Rashi? Why not uh, any other commentary? For that matter, Teresh Shabbat as it explains Teresh Shabbat Biksav. But this is what he uses, Balei Teisvis. There may be a reason, because Teisvis maybe has a particular way of interpreting the Gemara. Not sure. But regardless, that's another muscle that he uses. What you see from this, that the Altareb is emphasizing not the Helm of Rishimu, but somewhat, the I don't say Gili, but something, something of substance. So what are the former Shalim that the Mittler Rebbe introduces? So first one, of course, is Kitsur, because that's the Alter Rebbe's Mashal. The four Mishalim, I think I may have posted that as well, but if not, I'll just say. The four is Kitsur, map, Simonim, and Remiz. Okay. And then there's going to be another mushal, which we'll talk about afterwards. So let's talk about these four Mishalim. And just before I go into them, the Rebbe Rasha makes it very clear that these four Mishalim are simply four different facets. In other words, angles, different aspects of the Rishimu. And each one as we go in order, is more and more concealing. So Kitzir would be the closest, the Kitsar is closest to that which was before the Kitsar. Then comes the second muscle, is a map. When you make a map, let's say, of a country, uh, Mitle Rebbe and the Rebbe Rashab say, so let's say you map a map of the United States, a map of Israel. So the map, if you know maps, I know some people, you show them a map, they have no clue what it is. I once showed the a map of Israel, someone said it was india someone said it was alaska you know but some people know maps some people don't but officially a map is who drew these maps these maps were drawn by uh, what do they call them uh, choreographers no there's a name for it what cartographer we have a scholar in residence okay cartographer so there was a time where they where they mapped out Uh, based not on uh, visual, like, satellite images. When the navigators, for example, came to the United States 400 years ago, 500 years ago, so as they traveled the coast, they would map out what they saw. So it wasn't perfect, but it was as close as possible to the boundaries, let's say the East Coast, when they traveled through the East Coast. And through that, they were able to get a sense of... We have old maps that you can see written by... um, by choreographers officially one of when columbus came to america there was a jewish uh, who is it it was a Kata, uh, Moshe, not masher um one of the one of the uh, the, the 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 one of the uh, the scholars, spanish uh scholars huh? Ramza. Ramza Kata, yeah was a choreographer and he actually paint he actually helped the navigation the plan because when they would travel they needed to follow something and this is the bottom line is a map is essentially a snapshot if you wish of an area but you're not going to compare a map to the thing itself the map you can look at the united states you can look at the entire globe in one snapshot it's going to take you all it's going to take you 24 hours at least to travel around even with a plane so in other words what's the relationship between the map of something and the thing it's mapping out which really you could apply even to a map that's not a a a, a uh, what's it called a uh, a land map. You know, they can also map out a uh, uh, the wireframe of a website or the map of a blueprint for a building. So all of these go into the category of a map. So what's the relationship between the map and the thing it's mapping out? Is this? definitely it's not a map of something else, but it's also a very far cry from the original. If someone said to you based on a map that's that that you understand Israel because you see it on the map, what do you know about Israel? Until you're there, you don't know. You know, just as a ma'amra muskel, when the Rebbe in Tov it was Shabbos Bereshis. They would sold the mitzvahs on Shabbos Bereshis. So when the Rebbe would, uh, when the Gabai would get up, the Rebbe would wear shtraimel. That was the Minnik, and he would tell a story or or say a dvarteda, and then he would sell the mitzvahs. It was a bidding war. The Rebbe was always very yeah. immersed in a chumash usually, and it was like almost uh, seemed oblivious of what was going on. So the that year, Rabbi Pinson, Shia Pinson, was the gabai so migdolays from uh shulman moonshine of asholom came out then and there was a story that he Chazid, he said that when they first made the maps of the united states they came to russia and they showed a map of the united states to the altar <coughs> and the Altareba pointed and said there's a mistake on the map so they asked Alt- so they afterwards the Chassidim, I mean, the was never in america how does he know there's a mistake so they said it's talk about Isa but Alma since Altadabra knows what it says in Teter and the abish to create the world based on that Isa Teter. So from Teter he saw that there's a mistake in the map. Now from the very uncharacteristic from the very rare times that the Rebbe would comment that Rebbe was looking in the Chumash, I remember. And he didn't pick up his head even. And most people didn't even know that the Rebbe said something because he wasn't like speaking to the Alem. He just like said it as if from from looking in the Chumash, I think it was. And the Rebbe said, Now, I was a chazer and a maniach. I had to write it, so I heard it. And afterwards, I remember by Chazor, I said it. Some people heard it. Some people didn't. They said, what are you talking? I said, well, I didn't make it up. I heard it. That's what the Rebbe said. Others also heard it. it wasn't, I wasn't the only one. So the Rebbe said, So we've bring on that for hours and hours, what that means. It's not really relevant to our discussion, or maybe it is, because it's referring to a map. So the Rebbe was saying that the Al Alter Rebbe sees that America as its aligned, the in the of The Rebbe saying, the Ika when you come to America, we should make sure that America is aligned with Teir. Shouldn't make a mistake. So in other words, Alter Rebbe was able to see Lamata. By us, that's how we understood it. Maybe you could say different Pshetlech in it. Like Upon him, getting back to our discussion, so the first marshal is a map, so you can't say a map is less than a kitzer, because a kitzer at least you have Asis, you have Teichon. You know, kitzer is k- in Shulchan Aruch, or any kitzer, a summary, let's say a kitzer of a Maimon, it's not like, it. whereas a map, you can't say is a summary of what's going on in that particular country or whatever it is that you're mapping out, but it's definitely a snapshot. It's definitely what we call like a microcosm. So this muscle, as explained by the Rebbe, especially the Arab Rashab, moves the Rishimu from being less kitzur, but more like a map. Now again, this doesn't mean that you could see the map when you look at the Rishimu. Without the Kav, you can't see anything. But at least, potentially, the Rishimu that remained after the Tzimtzum has in it the elements of a map. We'll soon explain what that means more detail. Let me go through the Mishalim first. The next muscle is simonim. Like we see in the Gemara sometimes a simon, different simonim to remember something. So you have a simon. Now simon is completely, if you don't know what that simon means, you can never figure it out. It can be, you know, it's, it's a sign that you give. Sometimes people give signs to each other and only they know. It's meant to be secret. So simonim is even less gilu than a map. And the finally, I think the final one I said was remez, right? Remez. So a simon a komponim, I think if I recall correctly in that that he says, so simanim is still something that you see. It, it reminds you that Rambam talks a lot of many times. He brings numbers that there are eleven this or thirty-five that, just to remember. But it's not something you really. If you don't know the suya, it's just a siman to remember. It's like you make a sign for yourself to remember something. And finally, Aremez is the weakest one, so to speak, because Aremez is like a teacher. Let's say a day lechakima you know, that you don't, that the smart person will understand when you allude to something. So it's not even a simon, it's even more behelim. It's like a remes. These are the four shalom that we have. And as, as the Rebbe Rashab explains clearly why they're four Mishalim, because each one has a mila that the other one doesn't have. But above all, which is most important for our discussion, is that after the tzimtzum, something remains, and the only Shila is how much gili there is in it, or potential gili. So, so um, if you think of it this way, let's say this room was completely dark and you could have uh, a kitzer in the room, you could have a map, you could have a simon, you could have a remes. Now you don't see any of them, but it's there. And when the light will shine, you'll be able to derive from the object, whether it's the, whether it's the kitzer or the map or the other two, you'll be able to get a picture of what was there, what that map is, is, is reflecting. So in other words, the Mishalim are all really meant to be different levels of Ahdus, if you wish. What does that mean? Different levels of Ahdus. Like if a real Ahdus would be, for example, when Chassidus says, or Kabbalah says that uh, when a couple come together, it's a reflection of Kuchibrih and Knesset and Malchus. So obviously the Gash is not like a Ruch one, but it's very similar, and it's a physical manifestation of something. When we say, let's say, water is the physical manifestation of chesed. So, of course, chesed is uh, ethereal. Chesed, you can't touch, you can't see, and water, you can. But there's, there are many similarities, and water is basically, ruchni is the chesed, a package in a physical body, if you wish. But when you say something is a kitser or a, or a map, or a simon, or a remez, it's not quite like that. There is a leap. Even if you see the map, it's still not the original. But what you have here, in the context of what we spoke about before, Ardus Hashem, it's just a question of how deep the Ahdus is. The map would be closer to the original. The, 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 I'm sorry, the Kitsa would be closer. The map would be a little more distant. The Simen and Derem is even more distant. And each one is relevant to different levels in the Rishimu. So suddenly you see this Rishimu that began. There's few lines in Eitzes uh, Chaim, in the Haggah. suddenly now developed into former shalom. In addition to the muscle that I said from the samakh Tzedek, which is definitely even a more distant muscle, to write words on a page and then erase them, is even less than a remus because you probably you can't even see them. So this already is already a shock of the that uh, some have discussed. I'll just say the following. It's after the samakh Tzedek is adding a fifth because samakh Tzedek was aware of these Mosheel. Uh, so he's not adding a fifth muscle. What he's trying to say... There's another side to the Rishimu, and this is where I want to now dissect. There's a side to the Rishimu of what what remains, but the question is, of what form does it remain? So some is talking about the form it remains. It's like an erased, uh, a, a, whatever it is, whether it's a map or the other or a kitzer, it's erased from the point of view of the makab. So you can't really. There's nothing there that you could hold on to. The form is shalom. I'm not talking about how erased it is, how behelam it is. They're talking what's there once it will be revealed. In other words, just to give an example, which is going to be relevant in, the, in this whole context. If you, for example, you know, you ever see that uh, invisible ink, right? So you like write letters and then it disappears. But if you pour liquid on it, suddenly the letters appear. Exactly as you wrote them. Now, what is going on here? What's going on is that the letters are there, just you can't, you know, you can't see them. You need something to reveal them. So, the same idea is when you talk about the Kav and the Rishimu. The Rishimu is the, as we'll talk more at length, are the letters. But the letters don't have in them, or at least not. So, they're just letters. Since they were like drained of the that was in them through the simsum so essentially the Tsimtsum the is there were letters before the Tsimtsum, the light shined through those letters, the Isis. Then the air disappears, so to speak, or like drained. So you have the letters there, and they're just quiet and dormant. But as soon as the calf comes shining, it reveals the letters that were there already. So on one hand, you can't say nothing is there. On the other hand, you can't say anything Begoli is there. So the Semakics marshal is more talking about that the letters were erased, meaning not that they disappeared, that they right now, from the point of view of the viewer, they're like they were erased. Remember, Lemaile, you can't say erased. Ebushah didn't erase his letters, but he concealed them. And the former Shalim are talking about once you do shine the light, what are you going to get? You're going to get a, are you going to get a kitzid, a map, a simon, or a remez? And the answer is all four. All depending either what level in Ishtashilis or maybe what level in Aveda we do. So in using the nimshal for all of this, as I mentioned, that the kav we're going to talk about is the sheder Ha'edas which comes from Eir Lifniyat Tzimtzum. The shimu is a Shedesh HaKalim, or otherwise known Oisius, that are rooted in the Shedesh HaKalim lifnat I said Shedesh, they're no Kalim, but they're Shedish which in other Oisius and Chassidus is kaya HaGvul. So the er comes from the Erhagvul, or according to another opinion, Eir Hablikvul. The shirishimu is essentially the, sheir, the from the Koyach ha-gvul, HaGvul, not Erhagvul, because it's not Eir. The keiachagvul, the fneat Simpsum is completely concealed because it's completely submerged. It's like letters that are submerged in a big sea and ocean of air. You don't even see them for a different reason, not because there's no air, because there's too much air. You remove the air, so to speak, or the air concealed. What's left? Aces, but aces are empty. What are aces without air? They're like the invisible ink. They're there, but there's no, you can't do anything with them. The kav will then come and bring them alive. So now you have a kav working with those asius, and that will become what we call eris and kelim. The kav provides the Ur, er, the reshimu is the But it's interesting here is that the Ur er did not remain after the tshimtzum. I mean, I should say, not kipshute. It's been concealed. The reshimu says did remain. That's why it's called the reshimu. And the former sholim just are really to talk about the level of how much it reflects what's going on leafnet simpson but it's still not fully explained because what does that mean we still didn't answer the question what is it a shima of i mean i did answer that it's a shima of the letters but the question then so this asks so why is it called that a shima if it's exactly those letters that just the is there why do you call it a trace it should be called letters and that are concealed so there's i, I mean i'm jumping a little back and forth but let me just answer that question so interestingly as we're going to learn, the next stage of this is the Rebbe Hashab, where he takes it completely to another level, and explaining the Rishimu much more in depth, and it's interesting, if you look in the Rebbe Rashab, I don't know if I'll cover it today, because I want to cover something before I get there, but I just want to say it here, is that Rebbe Hashab is going to explain, in his early Maimorim, he says, yesh and then as the Maimorim go through the years, it becomes a fact that there's two things in the Rishimu that are, that we did not know before the Rebbe Rashaab. Once you see it in the Rebbe Rashaab, you start to understand the Alter Rebbe and the Mitla Rebbe and the Tzadik and the Rebbe Marash. But as I said, I think I want to go to something. I want to go back a moment before we get to that. But I just wanted to state that. The Rebbe Rashaab is going to say that the Rishima has two elements to it. One is the actual Asius, which is like a Nukudus. It's called Nukudus Sarashimu, because you don't have Spatius. It's like a Nakuda. As what's is the letters in a concentrated form, and then there's the oir that's within those letters. Now the oir is obviously not revealed, but to say that the letters are completely devoid of ayir, you can't say either because those asias, like for example, if you took um, the word bracha, bracha means blessing, and even if you drain bracha from the oir but you can't say now the letters bezreis chafe, don't have anything from the meaning of bracha. Just conceal it it's like a map or like a like a kitsa a map a remez, a, a similar remez but to say it doesn't have anything from the air er, you can't say at all because from the Asi's point of view there's still the memory that it was letters of that word and when the kav will reveal it you're not it's gilia helim. it's not yeshmaim. so therefore he says that the, the rishima has two aspects i don't want to go now into detail because it requires its own longer explanation i want to backtrack now after we covered the four shalom I want to still cover a few things from the Alta Rebbe about the Rishimu. Then, after we do that, um, uh, the, the Alter Rebbe, and the, we're going to call it the Tzamech Tzedek, and the Rebbe Marash in the Chidush that the Rebbe Marash introduces now. So you'll see every Rebbe introduces something. That the. HaRishimu Le'Noga BeHem HaTzimtzum. That's another Chidush that has not been discussed yet. That the Tzimtzum did not in any way impact the letters of the Rishimu. Which was the subject of a major uh, vikuach and debate between the Baal Moganovus, the Rebbe Marash's nephew, who was, um, who was the Koppust Rebbe, who took over after the Rebbe Marash's older brother, Maril, passed away, which was within the year of the Samach Tzedek. So he became the Rebbe of Koppust. And uh, he was a Mechabed His name is Rabza, uh, Zalman, Zalmanan. I'm remembering the name. But essentially a nephew of the Rebbe, Rebbe Rash, of the Reb Marash, a cousin with the Rebbe rashab And there were plenty of uh, what's called this, put it this way, um um debates among them. And there was uh I don't like use the word machlekas, but there was uh it was a lot of tension. So when the Rebbe Marash, which we're gonna learn now right now, said wrote something about the Rishimu, the Corpuster came out very strongly against it. So we have a uh a, a written debate between him and a chassar of the Reb Marash, Rav Tumarkin, Dan Tumarkin, about he's defending the Reb Marash and the Kopister is is challenging that. So it's printed already. I, I wrote it in the Mar Mikemus that I gave, where you can find it in Melach uh, Messiba. There's a few places this uh, debate is discuss- is uh, documented. So I want to go back. We'll, we will go back to the Mishalim, and we will go back to what the real role of the Rishim was, but I think there's a few other things that need to be discussed about it to really lay the ground. And then the Rebbe Rashab, as I said, really lays, explains it in full detail in his style. So, so I covered the Kut Tere, Kut Bahar. I want to now go to another Maramokim, Tere Er. This is also from the Alter Rebbe. I look at Maimed in Teda Eir Neyach. The Maimed begins by Yemer Hashem Am Echad. It's the end of the Pasha Nayah, the, the story of the Data Flogger, the date of uh, the, the Tower of Babel, as they call it. So, there's a, so the Al discusses there and says the following. I'm going to read inside. Um, what I'm looking at right now actually is the just to give you a little background. So Tere'er is the al my ma'amarem. The Altareb are not writers on ma'amarem. They were all written by Chesrim and Manichim. Altareb wrote Tanya. And some other pieces here and there. Sometimes you'll find in Tere'er, the Losh, Ksav, Yad, Admur, and Ba'atzme. Okay, in a few pla- very few places. We know it's from the Altareb but directly written. Everything else on my ma'amarem that was delivered on Shabbos, or Yomtev, or Simchas or Chanukah Sabayis, and, uh, and the Manichim. Just for the record, the Manichim, I think I mentioned this a number of times. There were a total of five Manichim, generally, there were more, but mainly five ones, that were the primary ones. There was the Maril, the, bro- the brother of the Alter Rebbe, which is actually the primary, my Mariel and are his Anachas. Some shows chose his, because he was closest to the actual language of the Alter Rebbe. The Mitle Rebbe wrote, the Mitle Rebbe always elaborated a bit, and the Rab the Alter is other son, Rab wrote, and there was Rab raises. You know, you have a sefer called Hanoches Harap. So this Sfarim, maimoriad Admur, or all the Maimorim that come out sometimes from time to time, and new are usually another maniach. Sometimes they'll say the Hanochah we have is already in this place, and now we found Hanochah from Rab or from uh, or from the Mitler Rebbe, or from Rab raises. Um, not, not, and then, finally, the Tzamech when he was of age, he also wrote Hanochas. So actually, you can find some Maimon that have five Hanochas of the same Maimon. And they're very different. They're not different in Teichin, but style. Uh, Moshe would organize it differently. I mean, you can study it and see that. So what they're looking at is a Maimon from Teir er. And then the Tzamech has Hagos on Teir er. Eir. writes things. It's usually in a parentheses. You can't always tell what the Tzamech is in Tere and Likuta Tere, because it's not distinguished. But then in Eir HaTere of the Tzamech there's also another section that's called, that may have you may have heard of, Likuta Tere, the Pashis. It was a safer printed many years ago. They never reprinted it, because there was a whole confusion about it. But it was all printed in Eir And there, you also have the Rebbe Marash's Hagos. So what I'm reading now is a piece from Tere Eir, the Tzamech on it, and the Rebbe Marash on the Tzamech so, the Samach is going to ask a question on the Tereir, and the Rebbe Marash is going to answer it, which is, again is very really not common. Usually, Rabbein, if there was a question from a father, usually the son, like the Rebbe Marash, would not answer it. But here he directly answers it. And this is what bro- bro- broke into Amachleikis with the Kopister. So, if you want to know the page, again, it's on the Marmikamis, it's the Mimer. The page is the bottom of page Toftof Reish Samaches Samar Aleph, and Tere, Breshis, volume 6. So I'm just reading, this is a language from straight from Tereir. Al Rebbe says like this. So he's talking about different levels in the spheres. Actually, Tsechen Tishmeru in Kutete says So there's a difference between the reflection of the Kav and the Rishimu. I believe this is the first time that these, these two are associated, and Al-Tarebbe refers to them, and he says the following. This trace or impression or whatever you want to translate it, that remained after the concealment and the empty space, as we discussed. The reflection of the kav, like we said, like a paintbrush, radiates in each world commensurate to that world. It's like the eris and Caleb like you have the air er that goes erariyah in your eye, erashmia in your ear. So the air er itself in each world, you don't have the same amount of so-called, let's say, uh, soul energy in your brain as you have in the toe of your uh, in your toenail. They all are alive. You're one live human being, but the gilia air er is much more in seichel, for example, than in. Uh, in another in, in faculties, so he says. Kav meyer b'chol elom l'thi erkei. Achar eshimu says the Alter Rebbe who p'chinus ha kelelus So now the Rebbe, the Al-Tarebbe is introducing a new uh, definition. Kelelus khala elomus. What does that mean? Till now, we're talking about eshimu is a trace, an impression, yeah. a kitzur, a map. A uh, 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 um, uh, simon or a remes, but what does this mean? Kalelus khala which means kav is lower than the neshima. This would imply because the kav is l'fiyad kalelum, and the neshima kalelus khala So this is not clear. Says the tzemach tzedek, This needs eun which is usually means a question. The mavor bekama which is a tzemach tzedek's lashana. That the Kav is far higher and greater than the Rishimah. According to this, the Kav is like the Malakolam, so to speak, each the free kol elam. And the Rishimah, kelelas kol elamis. However you explain what means a kelelas kol elamis, he says, Tzarechim, because it appears in many places, that the Kav is far greater than the Rishimah. And he says, V'ayim ba'agere sa'keidish, which is agere sa'keidish simen chof, famous at which is, al wrote, not long before his istalkos it says, He's quoting that the kav is a very, very high level, then there's reflection of the kav, there's a reflection of the reflection, there's a reflection of the reflection of the reflection, there's a reflection of the reflection, of the reflection. Just to demonstrate how powerful this kav is. That's the Tzimach Tzadik Saga, Tzadik Okay, so till there, we have the Alta Rebbe's statement, the Tzamak Sadiq's question, and that's where it remains. We don't know anything more. Comes a Rebbe Marash, son of the Tzamak Sadiq, the next Rebbe. This is one of the places, the rare places where your see the Ishtalshlis of a sugi and Chsidis from Rebbe to Rebbe, because clearly al Rebbe says one thing, that Tzamak Sadiq asks, and the Rebbe Marash answers. For Ula Yeshlema says the Rebbe Marash. Because I'm reading Mammas Lashin here. Maybe you can say. Hagilui. When you talk about revelation, the power of Gilui, Hakav The Kav is higher because the Kav is light. The Rishim is not light. The Rishim is not revealed. The Rishim is an Inyan, but it's not the Gilui. Shai Because through the reflection of the Kav, the Eir Gilui comes into Atzilus and higher than Atsilas. The Gam. In addition, kisheres inya Sakav. An Additional point that the root of the b'kiaz Sakav, the fact that the kav could pierce the tsumsum, also tells you about its power. Because here, imagine the that makes a tsumsum, conceals all the eden sof. So if it's all concealed, how does the kav have power to go into a place that the abruster concealed? So you have to say the kav has a certain surge of energy that allows it to pierce this this. Heavy veil, called the Tzimtzum. So he says another thing about the Kav, because the root of B'kiyasa sakav, meaning the Kav piercing the Simsum. Who be sov You have to say it comes from e sov that's higher than the Tzimtzum, because the e sov that the Tzimtzum concealed, the power of Tzimtzum is more powerful than the e sov That's the concealed it. The fact that the Kav compares pierce that means it has a power. It's like you build a dam, and the water is rushing, so that's it. The dam is more powerful than the water. But suddenly you see that the water breaks through the dam. So you have to say the water either re- reached a level of, of pressure or some other surge came that was so powerful it broke right through the dam. That's a just Alderach Mosul. So the Shalman Mat Simpson Lias Nimsha simtsum Hakav Hulu. So two things he says that the Kav in Giluyim is higher than uh, the Rashim. He's going to talk about the Rishim in a moment. And the second thing is the fact that it compares through also demonstrates its power. Omnom, all this is Lushen ha, Rebbe Marash. So he says, Omnom. However, HaRashimu, he built the simsum Claw. The Tzimtzum doesn't have a simsum altogether. The Kav in Gilui is, of course, a Gili, but it's subject to simsum. The Kav is still a, a narrow Eir compared to lifniat simsum. Yes, it has a power, that comes from even higher, but it's still subject to Simpson, or else it wouldn't be a calf. And here the Rishim built the tzimtzum Simpson. <laughs> that which was concealed to the point that the only thing that remained was the Rishimu is the er Simpson. Obviously, that's why it's concealed. If there's a whole lamokan pony, you have to say an er was affected by the Simpson, or else what's the point? The symptom had to affect the air. The fact that the air is not kept symptom is not kept it's concealed, but it is concealed. That's why there's Mokim Nala Ilums. That is the air. And then he goes on. I'm sorry. So he says like this. That air receded to the side. So you're now saying that what remains that is Shimu, that Simpsum not at all had any Nigiya at all. I'm gonna will explain this more probably next year, because there's a thing called Simpsum, there's Nogabad Simpsum, and then there's no Nigiya at all. He says, Because if the Simpsum reached also in the Era Shimu, he calls it Eid not because it's gili. He means the, the expression of HaRashimu. HaYagamkei Because if the symptom affected also the shima, then why do you say there's a tzimtzum? Everything was concealed. So you have to say that the was not affected by the symptom, and that's why it remains. <clears throat> now, of course, as we'll discuss, the Koppers had argued, who says he says that all of it remained. Something remained. But you can't say that Simpson didn't affect it at all. That's his argument, which makes sense. But with that, we you know we have to be patient and discuss. But I just want to continue. The truth is like this. There's a, a, a another good few lines. So when he says like this, so so She ima How I'm not sure how to read this, Gamma She Gam. Good. and being that something did remain what we call rishimu had repeats it again so based on this the er rishimu is without any tzimtzum I'm sorry tzimtzum Claw. And even though the piercing of the kav, like we said earlier, comes from the kav can pierce. But there you can't say there was no impact. You could just say the kav has an element that can pierce. But what pierced is not the whole air. It's only a kav. So there is a, So it's affected by the tzimtzum and now the Tz- Rebbe now says that's why the Rebbe is saying the Gabbad this prat the Rishim is a klolius thing that encompasses all the worlds however it's in the state of hellum and the mile of the kav is gilui. But in my love, the Rishima, since it's not touched by the Tzimtzum, that encompasses the whole picture, untouched by the Tzimtzum, but it's in a state of concealment. Now, of course, we need to explain what this means, and I will. Then the Rebbe, the uh, Remarash has another Shleimer, which I'm going to leave again for next week. And let's, uh, let's stop here. <laughs>